So welcome 2023. The future is upon us. A time for new beginnings, yes? So what might we expect to see and experience in the new year? Might it be more of the same things we've been experiencing for the past couple years? More deception, more division, maybe even more exposures. Or a time that we finally take control of our lives and reach for our highest potential in all areas. I for one believe that we are truly living in a time where it's become apparent that we have in fact been test subjects, if you will, by the hands of a few overlords who run the game. So what if anything can we do about it? Do we continue to ignore the facts, the truth, and continue to go along to get along? Will this be the year that humanity wakes up to the facts that we are in a time where willful ignorance and delusions may be our downfall? Or will we rise to the occasion and rise above the rhetoric, the chaos, the lies, and finally see that it's us who will be our own heroes? And by doing so, will in fact be what is desperately needed if we are to survive as a species. Our future generations are depending on us to make some serious resolutions and restore this world to what it should have been all along, our quintessential Garden of Eden. Hey there, my Dark Side crew. Welcome back. And if you're new here, we're glad that you found us and welcome here on the Dark Side. Each and every episode, we dive deep into the abyss, and it's my hope that here you're going to find some answers to many questions relating to the shadow side of our lives, what it is, how we can learn to incorporate it on a level that we can not only understand it and acknowledge it, even use some of these experiences in constructive ways to enhance our lives going forward. And please remember, this material is not meant for everyone, never meant for minors. So if you're not a critical thinker, easily triggered, now's the time. Go find your crew elsewhere or stay. Maybe learn a new perspective or two. The choice is always yours. For our like-minded, I invite you to find your crew at our home at tdsothc.com or wherever you get your podcast fix on because we're everywhere. And as always, for more info and sponsorship and possibly to be a guest on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. So visit our site, drop us a love note, let's explore together and find some of those elusive answers to some of our many dark human conditions and concerns. So with that, my friends, let's dive in. It's amazing how fast time keeps moving forward and so much happens in shorter spans of time anymore. Sometimes I look back and I find myself wondering, where has all the time gone? So many things have changed, some good moments, some great ones too. And some have been moments where I don't understand how I made it through some of those life-altering moments. You know, those who know me personally, what I'm speaking of. Those absolute soul-crushing moments that Some of us endure, and yet we have no idea how we will ever live another moment. But somehow, someway, 
we do. Often I find myself asking what it's all about. What does all of it mean when we all end up six feet under in the end anyway? And then I realize that it's a universal question that many have pondered and still have not found conclusive answers. The clock keeps ticking and the calendar continues to move forward with or without us. Maybe there is no definitive answer to the question. Not necessarily. And maybe there's not just one answer, but many. So as we look upon this new year, we will reflect on the events of this past year, and I would say the past two years have been extremely life-altering for so many people. Many people have been shocked into the realities of the world as we once knew it, that it does not exist now, and actually never really did. What do I mean by that? Well, just think about your life and ask yourself one question. Does anything make sense to you anymore? Can you remember a time when things seemed so insane, so upside down, so damn crazy. You're not wrong, but the problem we are experiencing aren't new. No, what we are currently experiencing is what many have termed the great awakening from a culmination of years of sleepwalking. Years of a diabolical plan of control of the masses through many forms of political financial and cultural manipulations. Some might say the plan was a hundred-year plan to take down America and all she stands for. You know, the really good stuff about America. Land of the free, home of the brave? I'd ask, were we ever really free? And where are the brave? This 100-year plan to destroy America from the inside, and yet evidence would suggest that it goes back even further than that. If you think about history, or the history we are told to be true, how do we really know what's true about anything these days, let alone the human history? But if we are aware, and if we're able to concede that the history books are for the most part true to fact, we would have to acknowledge that man has been at war with himself since the dawn of time. From empires to nation states, there has been a constant rise and fall of these false and mostly barbaric ideologies. So now they come for the West. Is it America's time to fall? I don't believe our founding fathers had this moment in mind, but they knew that if we the people allowed those who would strive for our dis dismantling to rise to power, then we would have to make some serious decisions as to where will we be headed in the future? What kind of country will we be living behind, leaving behind to our future generations? Will there even be future generations? Will they be organic humans 
or something more like out of a sci-fi movie. I believe with each passing year, we as a society have been moving forward to a dystopian world without realizing it. Like the story of the frog in the pot of warm water that keeps getting hotter and hotter until it's too late to jump out. Are we the frogs? Is it almost at the boiling point? Is it too late to save the motherland and all she once stood for? Are we in fact so deeply entangled into the web of deception from those who vowed to protect her and yet have not, but have instead sold us out for greed and power? That we will all willingly go down with the ship because we feel the powers that be hold all the cards and the ever-present what-can-I-do-about-it-anyway attitude. As I observe this past year and even the past 24 months, I find the world is very different now, very cold, very dark. People are so divided and scared to believe that anything can change for the better at this point. But at the same time, there are those of us still out here trying to hold it all together for ourselves and, of course, those we love. And yes, for those who still can't see what has transpired and is still on track to take this beautiful, sovereign nation to her knees. We are still here fighting for you, even if you don't know it or even care. Even when you fight us to hold on to your enslavement, we will be here waiting for you with open arms. And as another year closes and a new one begins, think about those we must now leave behind and why. Was it a death? A divorce? A breakup? A job loss? Maybe you're homeless now. How do we rectify the old and rejoice with the new if we haven't spent the necessary time and reflection of why we find ourselves where we are today? With each New Year's Eve, many start out with resolutions and such high expectations for the upcoming year, right? A symbolic wipe the slate clean, if you will. But long about the second or third week, some may fall back into some old patterns and wonder why our circumstances never change for the better. We allow ourselves to be trapped by dogmas, excuses, denials, and say, well, maybe next year. And sometimes that next year never comes. So as my most favorite mentor, Alan Watts would say, be alive now. Don't put off what you know you need or want to do today. And speaking of resolutions, what does that really mean anyway? And why do so many people make them just to break them shortly thereafter? The root of the word is resolve, and it dates back to ancient times. I'd like to share an article with you that I found on almanac.com and it states that in 2000 BC, the Babylonians celebrated the new year during a 12-day festival called Akitu, starting with the vernal equinox 
This was the start of the farming season to plant the crops, crown their king, and make promises to pay their debts. One common resolution was the returning of borrowed farm equipment, which makes sense for agriculturally based society. The Babylonian New Year was adopted by the ancient Romans, as was the tradition of resolutions. The timing, however, eventually shifted with the Julian calendar in 46 BC, which declared January 1st as the start of the new year. January was named for the two-faced Roman god, Janus, who looked forward to new beginnings as well as backward for reflection and resolution. The Romans would offer sacrifices to Janus and make promises of good behavior for the year ahead. Janus was also the guardian of gates and doors. He presided over the Temple of Peace, where the doors were opened only during wartime. It was a place of safety, where new beginnings and new resolutions could be forged. If you think about the land and the seasons, the timing of early January makes sense for most of Europe and North America, too. The active harvest season has passed. The holiday frenzy is ending. As our founder Robert Thomas said, this is a time of leisure for farmers. Settle accounts with your neighbors. Now having been industrious in the summer, you will have the felicity of retiring from the turbulence of the storm to the bosom of your family. I like that. New Year's resolutions were also made in the Middle Ages. Medieval knights would renew their vow to chivalry by placing their hands on a peacock. The annual peacock vow would take place at the end of the year as a resolution to maintain their knightly values. By the 17th century, New Year's resolutions were so common that folks found humor in the idea of making and breaking their pledges. A Boston newspaper in 1813 featured the first recorded use of the phrase New Year Resolution. The article states, And yet I believe there are a multitude of people accustomed to receive injunctions of New Year resolutions who will sin all the month of December with the serious determination of beginning the new year with new resolutions and new behavior and with the full belief that they shall thus expiate and wipe away all their former faults. How resolutions have changed, right? In the United States, New Year's resolutions are still a tradition, but the type of resolutions have changed. As a legacy of our Protestant history, resolutions in the early 1900s were more religious or spiritual in nature, reflecting a desire to develop stronger moral character, a stronger work ethic, more restraint in the face of earthly pleasures. Over the years, however, resolutions seem to have migrated from denying physical indulgences to general self-empowerment. While it may seem superficial, medical sociologist Natalie Barrero of San Jose State University suggests that Today's resolutions are also a reflection of status, financial wealth, responsibility, and self-discipline, 
which isn't that different from how the New Year's resolution tradition began. A resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something. It's often about finding a solution to a problem. If the word resolution simply makes you feel badly based on past experience, call it an intention. Or how about calling it a recognition of what really makes you happy and set smaller goals towards getting back to what makes you happy in small ways. A resolution is not about magical sweeping change. It's mainly a time to reflect on your behavior, both what you've achieved and how you can continue to make efforts in the right direction. The article went on to give some really positive ways to frame your resolutions positively and finally achieve such resolutions. One, avoiding wording your resolution negatively, such as quitting or stopping a behavior. Two, set aside some time on your calendar to pause and reflect. Three, keep it simple. Settle on one or two goals, not a big list. Pick a goal. Number four, pick a goal which you truly think will make you feel better, not just something that you think you should do or what society is telling you to change. Number five, change a goal that is specific and measurable. Track your progress in a notebook or journal. Number six, when you think about what you wish to achieve, consider what obstacles could get in your way and see how to remove those barriers. And seven, define a goal that is time-bound and realistic. Plan for a month at a time, not a lifetime. And number eight, create some incentives. You know, reward yourself when you hit some goals. Number nine, change up your routine. Because a lot of times, I find that habits um, become so ingrained in a part of us that... um, Maybe changing up that routine might help you a little bit more. And 10, if you slip up, don't worry about it. But if you slip up again, reconsider the plan. Make necessary changes. The bottom line here is today, um, if we resolve to make changes and we know they are for the betterment of ourselves and our families and our communities, then... It does not mean that we wait for a certain date on the calendar, as it also does not require a proclamation to the world that we intend to do so. We just do it, as the slogan says, right? Which leads me back to my original thought as to what will this new year bring? How long can we continue to ignore the pressing matters of our current situations on a global scale, and more importantly, our community, our family, our America. I do realize that some may listen to this episode and wonder what the hell she's talking about. What I'm saying is America, the beautiful, is in serious trouble, and we must put aside our differences and come to Lady Liberty's aid once again. As many of my listeners are in foreign lands, and let me say, wherever you are, thank you for listening, and I love you. But many may or may not understand that we here in America 
have the most beautiful country in the world, and we are in fact a nation of all races, religions, creeds, and ideologies, and that's just the beginning of what makes this country so damn beautiful. And it's up to each and every American to decide what their future will entail. It is up to all of us to get on the same page and make what I think may be the best resolution we could ever make at this moment. Because many of my beautiful listeners around the globe understand one simple fact, and that is, if America falls, so does the world. Who said that? Go look it up. Are we to allow our forefathers and brothers and sisters who have fallen on the battlefields to have died in vain trying to save America? And what will it take for people to wake up and realize that although we are in an information war, that it's only the beginning of what may come, and we may be running out of time to save her, and yes, the entire world. And with all of that said, even though I don't really do resolutions per se, but if I did, I would make this one. And that is this. As long as I have breath and a heartbeat, I vow to be the best person I can be, share as much genuine love as possible with the world, and plant as many seeds as I can, as fast as I possibly can so that maybe this dark and tumultuous time will become just a page in the history books for a future time when humanity will look back and realize just how close we came to acquiescing our own demise. You see, we are all one family, no matter where upon this earth we reside. We are the human family, And it breaks my heart to see and to know that for psychopathic reasons and actions of a few, many will leave this earth over the next few years, a lot of people, never really knowing why, never feeling the joy of truly being alive, never knowing that we are all one and we are here on this earth for such a short time. All that mattered at the end of the day is that we loved and we are loved. That's it. It really is that simple. So in this coming new year that uh, we're in now, 2023, let there be a monumental resolve for the whole world to awaken, to rise, and to never stop hugging and kissing and sharing the joys with those we claim to love. They say a smile is contagious. Well, so is love. So get busy. I keep thinking of one of my favorite childhood movies lately. Horton Hears a Who. I feel like I'm the living embodiment of Horton. As he hears the soft cries for help from a tiny world on a speck of dust that no one else can hear. He decides it's up to him to save the little world. No matter what. No matter if no one else believes him. No matter if he has to risk his own existence to do so. 
In the end, he does, of course, but not before he is laughed at and ridiculed and made to look like he's crazy. You see, I believe conviction without action is worthless. I cannot make anyone hear me or believe me. And I'm not here to convince anyone of anything except to open your eyes and really take notice of what's going on today and begin to take the necessary steps. You know, first get your mind right. Take care of yours. First and above all, begin to understand that this moment in time is maybe the most important moment in our human history. A critical mass awakening is the only thing that is going to move us forward into the future. And we need to realize that we're all here for this ascension. We spiritually chose this specific time to be here to save our world. I know this was deep, my friends. So before I get to my favorite part of the show, I'd like to take a brief moment to share a bit of inspiration with you. Because I know things are pretty dark right now, but um, it doesn't have to be. I recently met a very special person who has reignited within me a passion for life, for joy, and a deeper understanding that no matter how dark things may seem in this world at the moment, it's all about our perspectives and our commitments to growth, to joy, and to love. And that even when we seem to have lost our focus and vision of our dreams, somewhere around the corner, someone steps into your little world and helps you find that peace and the passion for life once again. So I am humbled and I am grateful to know this amazing soul. And with that, as always, we have arrived at the quote of the day. This one's very special. Darkness was the guide to her spirit. Silence, the voice to her soul. By Daryl John Kennedy. Simply beautiful. So Happy New Year, my friends. I send to you much love and much light and much peace and much understanding. As we come to the end of the show today, I hope I've enticed your mind just a little bit. Maybe you're asking a few new questions and maybe you found some answers. Love to hear your thoughts as to what you may have received out of the show today and maybe what dark areas you'd like to explore in future episodes. And I look forward to diving deep into many more topics with you and dissecting some more fascinating human experiences. So again, for more info, please check out our site, TDSOTHC. And if, we, if you like what we're bringing you, consider supporting the show on Patreon. As always, remember to hit that subscribe button on your way out so you'll always get notified of new episodes. And remember, if today has you feeling anxious and confused and triggered and weary, Take that moment right now to just quiet your mind and breathe. Let go of all those distractions and embrace your mindfulness. Focus your intentions on what you really want by clarifying and letting go of that which no longer serves you. Remember your determination is your power and your peace to realize your true purpose as these brief but mindful moments can allow a new path to arise. 
So till next time, my friends, walk in the light on the dark side right here where your vibe attracts your tribe.